Welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with Dr. Megan Bunning of FSU Coach. But first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank our newest sponsor, Gipper, uh, for their support. Gipper is the way that athletic directors, teams, coaches, uh, and schools create world-class marketing content. You can create custom branded content for your school social media channels in seconds on any device without uh, needing any design experience. So simple, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com for more information. Tell them you heard about it on the Educational AD Podcast. And thanks again to Gipper for supporting Wednesday Wisdom. We also want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's also built from every, for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes. Want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school? Go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. But Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility and provides reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help with certification management for coaches and with team communication and attendance. And for athletic directors, final forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that you have to deal with. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what final forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the final forms team. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for their support and sponsorship of the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. 
You can find out more about what hometown ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your program, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo, see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. And we want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments by going to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also call them at 614-981-3589 or shoot them an email at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Our guest this week is Dr. Megan Bunny. Uh, listeners of the program uh, know about Dr. Bunny's background as an athlete, as a coach, uh, but uh, for the past few years, she's been a, a researcher, a faculty member of the Florida State University FSU Coach Certificate and Degree Program, and she's here to uh, share some wisdom uh with all of our listeners so dr bunny what do you have for us this week well jake this is probably going to be right in your wheelhouse i thought that with the chaos of the world going on lately that i would bring in a topic that i actually use quite frequently with my own clients that i work with on mental performance and it's the focus on the power of gratitude and specifically kind of what gratitude, what the research shows us that gratitude can do, how leaders can practice gratitude and how they can assist their staff in, in that practice. Well, uh, you and I were talking a little bit before the show, and uh, that's one of the buzzwords for me. Uh, I always strive to, you know, have our coaches and myself, you know, uh, have an attitude of gratitude, but uh, I'm excited to hear about what you talked about, some of the other benefits uh, that having that, uh, uh, having a, an attitude of gratitude provides. So what do you got for us? Okay, so let me preface this that all of everything I'm going to present to you comes from the research, from the literature. And instead of citing all my sources as I go, what I can do is send you a list of the sources that I'm pulling from. And that will just make it a little bit smoother. But specifically want to start with gratitude and how it's connected to what we call our general well-being. So let me give you a definition of well-being. And this is going to be a direct quote. And I will cite this source because it's a direct quote. But from Denier, Scollin, and Lucas. Okay. So, and I quote, well-being involves the absence of mental disorder and the existence of positive psychological resources. All right. So knowing that, 
Achieving and maintaining well-being is a goal for many people and helping people to achieve that uh, well-being is, as most of you may know, is a priority for clinical mental health practitioners and is something that we're concerned about as coaches and as leaders. All right. So how is well-being connected to this gratitude? Well, I'm going to talk specifically about disposition gratitude or what you might know as trait. So trait, if you've ever heard of trait versus state. So this disposition is, I call it our on average ability to experience gratitude or it's your ability to be stable in this experience across time and situation. So it's a personality trait. Where if you're talking about state gratitude, this is something that you would feel grateful for in that moment, okay? Uh, so again, I'm gonna just throw a quote out here about uh, the disposition gratitude. It's a, a generalized tendency to recognize and respond with grateful emotion to the roles of other people's benevolence and the positive experiences and outcome that one obtains, okay? So what we know about dispositional gratitude, again, pulling from the literature, is it can facilitate positive well-being in that it's associated with, if you're experiencing gratitude, lower stress, lower anxiety, decreased burnout, and a lot of that is coming from the counseling fields and the psychology fields, but also in the athletic research. There is an overall health benefit, so this physical health, the more gratitude I experience, this disposition gratitude. Uh, the more I have, the more adaptive personality characteristics I might have. I may have more positive relationships because that gratitude is going to help both not only develop but maintain mutual relationships. There's this connection with gratitude and greater satisfaction across life, across work, across social satisfaction, and even sports satisfaction. And I'm not done yet. So with this dispositional gratitude, the perceived well-being is just greater. We feel more positive about ourselves, and gratitude may even be an indicator of well-being. There's more, there's increased optimism and self-efficacy, so this belief in your ability to be able to do whatever it is that you're being asked to do. Gratitude can strengthen a cooperative bond, so if that's not something we need, goodness. And then likelihood of adapting cooperative behaviors while you're completing tasks, so that screams uh, teamwork to me. Gratitude can be linked to increased resilience and improved academic performance, and that comes a lot from the international research we're seeing that. And then it also can give us a greater sense of this perceived social support, which if you're looking in the clinical mental health research, social support is big time in being able to prevent and help with some of the more severe clinical mental health uh, issues that you see out there. So what I'll say about in sport is we like to draw on the field of positive psychology for interventions and strategies that we use to improve mental performance. And gratitude is most definitely, it's a positive emotion. And so you will see, if you're looking for more information, look in positive psychology. That's where you're gonna find it. A lot of the positive psychology interventions, they're gonna be abbreviated as PPIs. It just means positive psychology intervention. 
And what these PPIs are designed to do is to enhance and grow positive emotions because positive emotions, even uh, more than gratitude, so the other positive emotions as well, are linked to improving the psychological well-being and they're shown to encourage behaviors, thoughts, and outlooks, including the meaning of life. So hopefully, based off of what I've said so far, you can see where uh, gratitude and this positive emotion and that positive psychology it really can play an important role when we're working with others, not just athletes, but anybody, really. No, uh, you, um, again, our listeners, uh, you can't see, uh, you know, Megan could see this. I was furiously scribbling down uh, notes that she was sharing. Um, okay, I've got two questions for you, um, and they're, they're somewhat related. Um, you talked about uh, the benefits, and again, to not go crazy into, you know, neurological and biochemistry and all that, but obviously there's a, a positive effect on individuals having this sense of gratitude. Um, and, and this may be kind of a chicken versus the egg sort of question. Is it um, the fact that they have this ability to, you know, to experience gratitude and all the things you talked about? Um, or is it the fact that they are not, you know, whining and, and focusing on the things that they don't have, which is that lack of gratitude. So which one, um, I'm putting you on the spot here, Doc. Yeah. Uh, wh which one is it or is it both? Okay, so let's just kind of address the elephant in the room when you're talking about entitlement. So when people feel entitled to have certain things, then we are not experiencing that gratitude, right? So the idea around positive psychology and using gratitude is to acknowledge the good, the benefits that you get from someone or something else, particularly people. And one of the reasons is because that acknowledgement can help you feel like you're supported, all right? The other, the other idea around using it is, is to actually enhance support or that perception of support, which can lead to a larger, larger social resource pool that folks can use. Again, I mentioned just briefly, and that's a whole different conversation about the value and the importance of social support. We are social human beings and we need social support for so many things. It's very powerful. So the more resources we feel like we have to draw from, the better. The use of positive emotions, including gratitude, can also help folks with more creative decision-making strategies and ones that are going to be adapted to situations, which means you're going to be better able to cope and enhance your problem-solving skills, especially in those situations where there's more pressure, and that's specific to gratitude. So to answer your question, if we're doing all of those things and we're putting our focus on Here's the good that I'm that I have, and here's why. And I'm going to talk specifically about the kind of key points when we're practicing gratitude, but acknowledging what the good in that situation is and exactly why and pinpointing it to where it came from helps put the focus on that versus what you said, the what I don't have, the uh, I should be getting this, but I don't. It's kind of like the controllables versus the uncontrollables, isn't it? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. and... You kind of answered, uh, or, or you're on the verge of answering, you know, the, my second question. Uh, so I'm not even going to ask ask that right now. But uh, you, the things that you shared um, about 
um, enhancing, um, you know, the ability, your adaptive abilities and cooperative and teamwork. Uh, and then at the very end, you mentioned, you tossed in uh, creative, you know, creative uh, abilities. You know, those are the things that we're looking for, you know, in our young coaches, our older coaches, um, you know, anybody can have, you know, the, the how do I coach basketball or whatever it is book. Uh, but being able to, you know, take those tools, if you will, and then apply them in a wide variety of situations with a lot of different people. And at the same time, keep yourself uh, in that uh, state of gratitude. Very cool stuff. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be back with some more. Uh, this is Dr. Megan Bunning, FSU coach program as part of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD podcast. Please stay with us. We want to thank our newest sponsor to Wednesday Wisdom, uh, Gipper. Gipper is the way that ADs and coaches and teams and schools can create world-class marketing content. You can create custom branded content for your school's social media channels in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so simple, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com to find out more about how they can help you and your program and tell them you heard about it on the Educational AD Podcast. That's gipper.com. Uh, check them out and find out how to make world-class marketing content. Welcome back, everyone, to Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational Lady Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Megan Bunning from FSU Coach, uh, talking about gratitude. So, um, you know, the, the question that I didn't ask, I'm going to go ahead and ask. Um, now that we know the benefits of gratitude, how do we help our coaches and ourselves uh, create that feeling? How do we make it happen? Yeah, so I have some really great suggestions that are really common, um, but I'll give you some examples of how to practice gratitude. Before I do that, though, because I've said the, the phrase positive emotions, positive psychology a lot, and I know that there are some skeptics out there that are like, we are trying to blow sunshine up places where it doesn't need to be. So in the... <laughs> In that vein of keeping it real, I want to talk about real quick what, what gratitude is not. So some of you may have heard of toxic positivity. All right, so toxic positivity is when you're, you're trying to give encouragement, but it's not genuine and it's not necessarily at the right time. All right, uh, so again, gratitude falls under a positive emotion, which is in the study in the field of positive psychology. But when we are kind of blowing off people's emotions and we're not um, really hearing them, really giving them credit for the emotion that they're feeling, and we're just kind of displacing or denying uh, the bad, so any stress or anxiety or negative emotions, that people may be experiencing, you may be creeping into toxic positivity. And that is not gratitude. 
So think about if you have, I'll just use a coach to an athlete. If I have an athlete who has just booted the ball and they are really upset about this and um, they are trying to express to me as the coach that I, I messed up, I shouldn't have done that, I feel horrible, you know, it's my fault we lost the game. What I need to do is acknowledge that athlete's emotions let them experience it, all right? And then maybe help them kind of reframe, well, what good came out of this? What can we learn from this, right? What toxic positivity would look like would be me saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, you're okay, uh, it's, it's not that bad, you know? And so I kind of gloss over. So if you've ever seen that meme where there's a dumpster on fire behind somebody or they're in the middle of a burning house and they're going, it's fine, it's fine. That is toxic positivity, all right? <laughs> so I wanted to be clear that just because I'm using the word positive, that that does not mean that we are just throwing positive emotions all over the place, all right? So gratitude is a genuine acknowledgement of the good, the benefits that we are receiving and where they're coming from. And the cool thing is, is that we can actually practice gratitude and get better at it so that we can maybe receive some of the benefits that come with gratitude that are linked to well-being. Uh, and ways to do this is, is basically we're trying to shift our mindset from, from uh, to what is going well versus what is not going well or what we don't have. Now, I do have to say the researcher in me kicks in with when we look at things in a negative light, sometimes it's not about entitlement. Sometimes it's our negative bias, this natural negativity that we have built into our brains, which is part of a defense mechanism, which is, again, another conversation. So sometimes it's not just a sense of entitlement. It's we have a negative bias, and so we're fighting against that. But we can work to shift that mindset. What is going well? So Dr. Robert Emmons He's a psychology professor and a gratitude research at uh, Cal Davis, you, uh, you know, UC Cal Davis. And he says that two key components of practicing gratitude, which both of these are going to embody reflection, which those educators that are listening, you know all about this, right? But two key components of practicing gratitude is one, affirm what is good about what you received. So you received something. Now you need to affirm that whatever you received had something good in it, all right? So affirm that it was good and then acknowledge the role that other people or things, it's easy just to talk about people, played in providing that good, all right? So this was good, this is what I received from that and this person helped me get that, all right? So before you think about doing this, and I thought this was really interesting from Dr. Emmons too, because I personally had never thought about this, is kind of do a self-check. So one day, just kind of pay attention to how many times you actually thank someone. And when you say thankful, oh, excuse me, when you say thank you, can you think of what specifically you are grateful for, for what they did or for that situation? So are you saying thank you just kind of empty? Like I'm just saying it as a response or I'm just saying it to say it? Or can you actually identify what it is that you're thankful for that you're thanking that person for? Are you not saying thank you? You know, so that's kind of a, <laughs> that's kind of a, a check that you can do with your day. And I think that might be a good conversation starter 
for those of you that are trying to teach others how to practice gratitude, which leads me into how do we practice it? So I've put together a list of just some of the most common ones that you're going to, ways that you're going to come across if you look in the counseling, uh, psychology literature, uh, practices of gratitude. This first one may not be as common, uh, but the others are. So the first one, and I could see this happening with a meeting, so a staff meeting or a team meeting, is a gift exchange. But there is a timing, a particular timing on this exchange. Again, and this is coming from the research, y'all. So just prior to performing a task or doing something that's going to require cognitive processes. So you're going to have maybe your team needs to think about something or your staff, you're going to have them work on something or you've got something big coming up. Studies have shown that exchanging gifts, if done with the appropriate intent, can symbolize commitment and reciprocity, which is going to strengthen those social relationships. And when it does, that triggers social learning processes. How about that? And then it can strengthen cooperative bonds, but the timing's key. So after, right during when people are getting familiar with each other, you want to give the gift then. So have people during that meeting or on the team, you're starting to just get familiar with each other, have them exchange a gift that has some meaning. So if I'm thinking about this from a team perspective, from a coach to a team perspective, this may be I have positions exchange gifts. So pitchers are going to give each other a gift, or maybe it's the seniors are going to give the freshmen a gift, or, you know, their mentors are going to give the mentees a gift, you know, whatever. But it, it needs to happen sooner versus later to have more long-term uh, effects. So what this gift exchange can also do is it can tap into a variety of emotions that help with the social interactions during that experience of both giving and receiving. So you have the joy experience by giving up something as well as receiving something okay so I thought that was pretty a pretty neat one that I hadn't seen much on and and backed by research there so so I labeled that as cultivating gratitude expressing gratitude I have a couple of activities in here and these are going to be ones that are going to sound familiar to you probably one is to write gratitude letters so this isn't just to others. Like we sometimes we think we hear this a lot. Let's write a letter of gratefulness. Why? Why am I grateful for you? So I know even within our program during one course, the students pick a coach or somebody that has helped them get to where they are. And one of the assignments is they have to write a letter of grateful. I'm grateful for you because, right? But what about to yourself? List the things about your work or your team or your sport that you're grateful for and why. That's the key here. So here's what I'm grateful for and here's why. That's the key with all the stuff. Link it back to why. Take a few minutes to reflect on those. Let yourself remember specific moments and memories that happened and the emotions and the feelings that you had. So for example, I might say, I'm grateful that I have a team of people that respect each other as people first and are genuinely supportive of each other. Specifically, I remember when Sally was upset about a personal issue and Kate just instinctively knew Sally needed a break. Kate redistributed Sally's responsibilities and every person on our team was happy to help and that made me feel like we really had each other's backs. All right, so there I walk myself through a specific situation, a memory, and how it made me feel, and the players involved. Who was it? Okay. 
And then of course, this is letter writing to others. So write a letter to someone letting them know specifically why you're grateful for them, for what they do, uh, for them as a person, give them examples of why you feel this way. And part of this uh, too, when you write these letters, read them out loud to yourself. But even before you send them to someone else, read them out loud. Hear yourself say it, physically write this down, not just type it out, physically write it down. There's power in writing. You're gonna remember things better and you're gonna process things a little bit better. And some of us, we communicate through writing uh, more effectively anyway. Read, uh, write it, then read it. Let yourself be in it. Say it out loud. This is a practice too. So after you think of a few things that you're grateful for, so for example, your work, your team, whatever, allow time for your colleagues or your team to share with each other what they're grateful for about the situation. I know coaches who actually do this in practice. At the end of practice, they'll, um, the University of Alabama softball, Coach Pat Murphy talks frequently about how he uses props and onits. So he builds in time afterwards where everybody on the team has to do either a prop. So they give props to somebody. I noticed you did this well. And I, or what if it's a grateful? I'm grateful that you did this, okay? And then there's the own it. I messed up and I'm gonna do better. What am I gonna do better on, okay? So they take concerted time. Okay, so then my next category of activities is reflect on it. And reflection is gonna be key across all of these, but these specific activities build in reflection. So take gratitude walks or sits. Go on a walk or sit in a location Practice mindfulness with the purpose of being, of being where you are, taking note of all the things that are in that space and moment that you're grateful for. So for example, for me, it might be I walk around a ballpark while there are children there practicing and I let myself be grateful for the coaches that are patiently working with those young children <laughs> to teach them a beautiful sport because there's so many lessons that come from and the benefits they'll receive. And I'm thankful for them because I don't do well with children that age. So I'm grateful that there are people that do, right? Um, you can be grateful that someone invented bug spray, you know, in that moment. Just kind of think where you are. The next way to reflect on it is a powerful uh, tool that is used frequently in its journaling, gratitude journaling. Now, if you Google this, there are pre-made templates that you can use or you can freehand it. Basically, you just keep a daily journal of what you're grateful for and why and you reflect on those things. And, and being mindful in that time is the key. Be present there on purpose thinking about those things. Uh, an easy way to do this is simply list three things each day that you're grateful for and how and why, uh, what, what's been the kind of, um, you know, how and why of why you're grateful for those. And that technique has been found to have more long-term effects versus even the letter writing. Um, even if you just do that each day for one week, you know, so very short term. Finally, my last category are activities about immersing yourself. So this one's interesting too to me, and it's let yourself experience all or expose your team or whoever you're working with to something that is awe-inspiring. So awe and gratitude are connected in the research. Awe is when we, are, when we experience a powerful something that's beyond our own understanding, okay? And so a lot of times, if you think about the last time you were in awe, for me, uh, it was, it was probably in the last time, but I remember distinctly 
In 2017, we took our oldest daughter to Niagara Falls. And it was the first time that we had ever been there. And it was just jaw-dropping. So a lot of times this all happens in nature, all right, or there's a landscape. And research supports that when we experience all, we're more likely to be generous, to go above and beyond for others, so have this compassion. We even are more likely to make ethical decisions, act less entitled, and feel less important because we pay attention more to the roles that we play in society. So, um, just think about kind of all those things and see if maybe, you know, I know teams take trips a lot of times. Throw some awe-inspiring events in there. You know, uh, I, again, um, you saw me writing down notes like crazy. Um, I can just think of all the different things that I could have done, uh, you know, with our coaches while I was an athletic director. Uh, really, really practical stuff. And I love how you always tie it to the research it's not anecdotal um it's solid stuff and again for our new listeners um you know you can google dr bunny uh you know she, again she's a, a phd you know research uh, uh scientist uh, but uh she's an all-american athlete pro athlete olympic athlete uh you know she speaks the language uh, both on and off the field so uh dr bunny uh, as always thanks so much for sharing if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, or even find out more about the FSU coach program, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. So the easiest way is going to be to email me at m.bunning, m.b-u-n-i-n-g at fsu.edu. You can also follow me on Twitter at drbunning, at Dr. Bunning. And I'm pretty... Um, I interact with people for the most part. And, you know, just one last thing that I want to say about this gratitude practice, and you and I talked about this, I think, before we started recording, is that you can improve this. This can be a practice where you get better, and then you start seeing some effects. So I think it's a really neat um, mental performance, even, technique to consider. No, absolutely. And those benefits of, you know, uh, sense of teamwork, you know, the adaptability, the creativity, those are the things that were speaking to me. As always, great, great stuff. Uh, thanks so much for sharing. And another thing, uh, another way you can connect with Dr. Bunny during softball season, she's a commentator for the uh, SEC Network. So, uh, you know, catch her on uh, the SEC channels. Hmm? Thanks so much for sharing with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me as always. Oh, you bet. Um, for our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of these interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Come back again every Wednesday for more Wednesday wisdom and just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. Um, thanks again for listening. Have a great day. We want to thank all of our sponsors for making uh, Wednesday wisdom and the podcast possible. We want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Remember, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Uh, let them help you showcase your school's proudest moments. And go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle at Huddle We Power Sports. Uh, they have video and analytics, but they also have smart cameras. They have mobile apps. As a football coach, I used Huddle as an athletic director. Our school was a huddle school. So go to huddle.com and find out how they can help your program uh, rise to the best. 
Also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox. Uh, athletic Surveys connect you with your parents and your student athletes, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate uh, the importance that your athletic program has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com. Uh, also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Find out what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. Final Forms can help your stakeholders, it can help your coaches, and it can help you with things like certification management for coaches, with attendance, with eligibility, with rosters. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake for more information. And we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards can not only raise tons of money, but they can create the ultimate game day experience in your gym. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Thanks again to all of our sponsors for allowing us to put on these presentations, uh, Wednesday Wisdom, uh, Time Out with Caleb, and Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot, along with our regular interviews. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you.